Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, guys, I hope all is going well with you and that you're enjoying your summer. I am simply having a blast this summer. And even though it's hot, I am genuinely enjoying this time that I have to spend time with my family. Now, I live in Alabama, so as you can imagine, it is hot here. But the bad thing about living in the South, and I've been living in the South ever since I was like 11 years old, I don't know, it's something about the heat in the South. I mean, it's hot, it's regular heat, but it's like the humidity is like so, it makes it seem hotter. The humidity kind of just weighs you down like a second skin. (laughs) It's like this oppressive cloud of heat that just comes onto you. So the other day, I had an errand to run, so I decided to do it in the morning where it's not as hot. So as soon as I walked out of the house, it's like I could feel the heat. It was around 82 degrees. Yeah, at like 8 o'clock in the morning. But it literally felt like it was 95 degrees. Like, no joke. It was hot. And so, it was one of those mornings where I was like, man. I mean, you can't get up any earlier. It's like it's cooler in the mornings, like early, early. Like 6 or 7. But once you get to 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, it's really hot. So, I had to run my errand in the heat. But, considering I hate cold weather... I guess I should stop complaining about the summer and the heat because I'd rather be hot than cold. So, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. And also, another thing here in Alabama, I don't think I'll be going out that much anyway because the coronavirus cases are back up again. And so our governor said that she extended the safer at home order. So, therefore, most of us are going to be home again for the majority of the summer anyway, which is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because I don't have to be out in the heat. I'm good, but it's a curse because you're just like, man, we're still stuck in the house again. But I have been able to find creative ways to deal with that, creative things to do. So it's not as bad. I may have to reconsider my kids eating fast food again or eating out because I don't really trust other people when it comes to viruses and sickness I don't know who decided to go to work sick or whatever so that is something I may have to look at because yeah I kind of just don't trust other people monitoring their own sickness when it comes to me and food speaking of eating out I have not let my girls eat out since the whole coronavirus started I think last month was the first time in maybe three months that they were allowed to eat out and so this last week they wanted to get some fast food and they had their own money so I was like sure you can spend your money so they we went out and they had different places they want to go so Kennedy wanted to go to Burger King and Dawson and Megan wanted to go to Taco Bell so I drove to Burger King first because where we live Burger King is like on a busy highway close to where the interstate is and if you don't get it first then the only way to get it is to go all the way around, almost past the interstate, turn around and come back to get in a lane to go to Burger King. So it's just easier when you come to just get in that lane and then go across the street to Taco Bell. So we got in the lane for Burger King. We got there. My wonderful daughter was like, Mom. I was like, what? She's like, can you go to Taco Bell first? I'm like, why? And she's like, because I don't know what I'm going to get. And I was like, no. Because Kennedy has this thing where it's hard for her to make decisions. So I'm always trying to make her make a decision. It's like when she asks me a question, I'm just like, whatever you think is best. Because I know that she's eventually going to have to make her own decisions. I can't make them for the rest of her life. Even though I would love to make her decisions for the rest of her life. Because I think 
She would have an awesome life. But, you know, I'm not doing her any favors by hindering her growth and development by making all her decisions for her. So I told her to make the decision. So she was like, I don't know what I want. I was like, Kennedy, you have been talking to me about this all week. Like, literally, all week. So I just thought that a week was long enough for her to decide what she wanted to buy. But I guess it wasn't because she was like, I don't know what I want. I just know what kind of drink I want. So I was like, okay, well, fine. So what I ended up doing was we went across the street to, um, to Taco Bell. Now, Megan and Dawson, they both knew what they wanted. So we ordered it. But with them, they didn't want to spend all their money. So both girls were like, I just want one thing. So they got a soft potato taco, which is a dollar because they didn't want to waste their money. And they wanted to save the rest of it. So I was like, okay, well, they're saving. So after that, Kennedy was like, okay, I think I know what I want. And so I went back to Burger King. But the crazy thing was their drive-thru was closed by that time. And I didn't have my mask with me, so I was not going to go in this, inside the store to order. So she ended up getting nothing. And then the other two girls just ended up getting one thing for a dollar. So we had a whole family outing, a little trip, for just $2. And it was kind of fun. My husband was teasing me. He's like, that's a wasted trip. I was like, no, not really, because we got to spend time together. We got to talk. And it was really fun, because usually when I ride with the girls, I just talk. We just talk. And it's weird, because they're my kids, but I love them, and we like to talk together. I, sometimes I don't even have music on, and we just sit down and we talk. So it was one of those days where we were just talking and laughing and having fun. So even though we didn't particularly buy anything, and we probably wasted gas just riding around, it was fun to have that time together. So it just goes to show you that you can do things that don't cost any money, that are fun with your family, and just enjoy them, enjoy making these moments and spending time together. So that is what we did. Now, I still wonder what I need to do about Kennedy because she has learned how to make decisions. So, guys, if you have any advice you can give me on how to help your children make decisions, please, 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 I need you to go over to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and please leave me a message or leave me a message in the comments or you can message me and tell me what you did with your kids to help them make decisions i mean any advice you can give would be amazing because i'm trying everything i can think of it's just not working right now i'm thinking that maybe once she get older she'll be able to figure it out for herself but you know i just want to make sure i'm doing the right thing to prepare her for getting older graduating going to college or whatever because right now she's 14 and she only have four more years at home so i kind of want to move her in the right direction so she can make these decisions on her own so if you guys have anything you can suggest or any advice head over to that facebook page the music and vibes facebook page and leave me a message in the comments or message me all right i can't wait to hear from you Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about this awesome characteristic called grit. Now, I have mentioned it before on the podcast, but I want to go into more detail today because I feel that having grit in your marriage is a way to help you have a long and successful marriage. Now, I guess before we go any further, I should probably tell you what grit is and why it's important to have. In psychology, grit is a positive, non-cognitive trait based on a person's perseverance, 
of effort along with a passion for a specific long-term goal or dream. It is a powerful motivation and or a desire to achieve a specific goal. Grit is a personality trait and is possessed by people who have demonstrated passion and perseverance toward a goal, despite being confronted by major obstacles and distractions. Now, individuals who have grit can self-regulate and they can postpone their need for positive reinforcement while working diligently on a task. Now, the reason grit is so important is because for years, psychologists have tried to figure out why some people are able to achieve their dreams and goals at such a high and competitive level, while others are not. For a while, psychologists believed that the success in individuals came from IQ and talent. But over the years, they noticed that over all the measurable factors, possessing the quality of grit is the highest predictor of an individual's achieving greatness. Now, grit is that stick to you know, that thing that just keeps you pressing on and pressing on when it would be easier just to give up. Grit makes you get back up when you've been knocked down. Grit is the realization that achieving your greatest potential comes from running a marathon and not a sprint. Two of the most important characteristics of grit is one, the ability to delay gratification, and two, to remain consistent. Now, what do I mean by that? Delaying gratification is one of those things where you're investing in long-term goals. So let's say I wanted to save money to buy a car. So we know how it is. You save money, you work, you work, you put money aside, you work, you put money aside. So instead of working and spending my money to get something I want and to get something I really want to have immediately, I'm delaying that gratification of just buying a new dress and buying the new piece of jewelry or shoes that I want because I'm putting the money aside for a long-term goal, which is buying a car. So I'm delaying my gratification. Remaining consistent just means that I continually save money and I'm not easily distracted by doing other things. So I am saving my money. Now, what does it mean when it comes to your marriage? Well, delaying gratification in your marriage could mean investing in a long-term goal of maybe staying together and having a healthy marriage. So therefore, you're not going to jump into fights or any ridiculous argument just so that you can win. You're going to work not for winning, but you're going to work to sustain your marriage and not win an argument. It could mean that instead of you hanging out with your friends like you want to, you're going to invest that time back into your marriage and spend time with your husband instead of always hanging out with your friends. That is delaying gratification. So instead of doing something you want to do immediately, it may mean that you're going to step back from that and work on something with your spouse so that you can later on enjoy a healthy marriage. That's what it can mean and look like in your marriage. Now, remaining consistent can mean that you're going to work on your marriage when it feels like what you're doing is not working. So let's say you guys are going through a rough patch right now. It means that instead of giving up and be like, I'm done, I'm over it. No, you're just going to still work toward it. You're going to do the counseling. You're going to work on yourself and you're going to work on your marriage. That is what it is. You just stay consistent and do the same thing over and over to work on your marriage. Now, when I say stay consistent and do the same thing over and over, I'm not talking about doing something over and over and over that's not working. It means you keep trying. So keep trying can mean you try something that didn't work, so you try something else. That didn't work, you try something else. But it's like you keep trying, you keep learning from mistakes. You continue to move past challenges and do things that you didn't think you could do. That is what it means. And when you do this, 
it actually is very helpful to your marriage because it allows you to work on your marriage and not give up. And so many people, they don't really work on their marriage or remain consistent with their marriage. They give up too easily. So it just means that you are going to stay consistent and continue to work and learn and grow instead of just giving up at the first sign of, oh my goodness, I don't think this is working. Okay? So yeah, that is what that means. So these are two important characteristics to have in grit. Another thing that's important is that you have to be able to manage your distractions. Now, sometimes we are not able to manage distractions. Here's an example. Like, I remember when I was a teenager. No, I was in college. And I would wait to the last minute to study. Okay, that's not a good thing. But it worked for me. But the thing was, like, when I would study, I was super focused. I was laser focused. So I would go to the library. I would sit down. I would focus on what I had to do at that moment. I would focus on the task at hand. And even though my friends might be in the library with me studying or supposed to be studying or playing around or listening to music or whatever it is they wanted to do, I stayed focused on what I needed to do. So I was able to manage my distractions. So in your marriage, managing your distractions may seem may be something like this. You stay focused on your marriage and you don't get distracted by what other people are doing or what other couples are doing around you. An example would be you and your spouse have a goal, you have a plan. You know where you want to be in the next five years as far as your marriage is concerned. And as far as saving money and doing things like that. So that would mean if your friend, if you have a friend over here who's married as well, but they're doing different things and it looks like what they're doing is so much better and things are going this way for them or their marriage is this way, it means that you are not going to get distracted. You're not going to focus on what they're doing because what they're doing works for them. But you're going to focus on what you guys are doing because what you're doing works for you guys as a couple. So it means managing your distractions and focus on each other and the goals and the tasks that you guys have at hand to make your marriage work and to be successful and have a healthy marriage. It also means to eradicate, um, well, another thing with grit that I love so much about it is that you get rid of your fixed mindset. Okay, so here's what a fixed mindset is. I remember when I was in grad school and we talked about the fixed mindset versus a growth mindset and I was really blown away by the difference. Okay, so here we go. A fixed mindset is believing that talent is enough to lead you to success and that efforts to improve these talents isn't really required because either you're born with a certain amount of skill and talent or intelligence and that you just can't improve upon it. So it's pretty much like this is what you got, this is what you have, it's not going to get any better, deal with it. That is a fixed mindset. Now, a growth mindset is believing that you can get better. You can improve. It's a belief that you can improve upon your skills, your qualities. You can cultivate different talents and gifts all by working diligently on them. By being dedicated, working hard, you can get better at the task at hand. You can get smarter. You don't have to be born with it. You realize it can be attained just by commitment, dedication, and hard work. That is a growth mindset. And you kind of need a growth mindset in marriage because if you think if you have the mindset where, okay, this is the guy that I married, this is our situation, it's always going to be like that, it's never going to get better, then, of course, like, why stay in a relationship that's never going to get better? Or why stay in a situation with someone who's never going to grow and things are never going to get better? So if you just see yourself in a marriage or a relationship 
where things are never going to get better, it's always going to be this way, then yeah, why would you stay if you're always going to have this bad time or you're always going to have this financial issue and things are just never going to get better because this is who you married, this is what you have, this is what life has dealt you and you're stuck with it. Then yeah, it's going to be hard for you to want to stay in this and actually work in your marriage because it seems so bleak. So yeah, that is how a fixed mindset can affect your marriage. But when you have a growth mindset, you're just like, okay, this is where we are now. This is what we're doing now, but we can get better. So instead of wasting money, we can start saving money. Instead of always arguing with my spouse, I can change how I react to his or her behavior. I can do this. I can do that. I can make things better. When you think like that, then of course you want to stay because first you have hope. Like this is not how it is always. You understand that things can get better. You just got to work on it. You just got to put time and effort into it. Like anything that you want in life, you put forth an effort to do. So if I want a good grade, I'm going to study. If I want to buy a car, I'm going to save my money. If I want to buy a house, I'm going to fix my credit and save money. If you want good kids, you're going to spend time parenting them and teach them values and morals and things like that. So of course, it only makes sense if you want to get married, you have to work at it and help it to grow. Now, marriages aren't always going to be like perfect, but that's the great thing about a growth mindset. You don't expect it to be perfect, and you know that it's not going to be perfect, but you know that you can improve upon it. And that is the great thing about having a growth mindset in your marriage. And I will talk more about this, um, these two types of mindsets in a video that I plan to post this week on Facebook or either on a Facebook Live sometime later this week. But just keep in mind that your marriage needs to have a growth mindset over a fixed mindset. Another thing that's important to remember when it comes to grit is that it includes and it it talks about how you have to confront your fear of failure. So many people are afraid of failing, which is kind of, is not funny because I understand, I mean, who wants to be classified as a failure? Who wants to be like, well, I tried, but I failed because failure just has like this negative connotation. Like you're not good enough. You can't do this and you're a failure. You're not ever going to get to this point. But I think that we should stop looking at it as failure. Failures are opportunities to grow. So it's not really a failure. It's just like, okay, this didn't work. It's, you know what I like to call failure? Failures are lessons that you learn. So you tried it. It didn't work. So try something else. It doesn't mean that you failed. It just means like, oh, this didn't work. So try something else. If people really, really would think about it, you fail almost every day in life. It's not even a failure. You learn lessons. Life is full of lessons, not failures. So whatever you go through and it didn't work out, learn from it and move on. Some people are so afraid of failing that they don't even try to do things. So if you are afraid of failing in your marriage or you think that my marriage is not, if I try, what if I try, but it doesn't work out? What if I give everything that I have and it doesn't work out? Because you do know that I can't guarantee that your marriage will work out. But I can guarantee that if you don't try, it definitely won't work out. So it's like, what do you have to lose? So instead of worrying about what if I try and I fail, don't think about failing. Just be like, okay, well, this didn't work. I've learned my lesson, so I'm going to try this. So if you've noticed that when you and your husband talk or have disagreements, it always goes out of control and it's spinning out of control. You both are mad, screaming and hollering at each other, and you have no resolution, then... That conversation is not a failure. It's the lesson that you learned that, 
oh, so this type of communication is not effective. We didn't resolve our issue. Let me try something else. So then maybe next time instead of like bringing up his past mistakes or things that he did or things that she did that you wish he could do better, you may want to start by just a different approach and be like, well, you know, when such and such happened, it made me feel this way. And started talking about how your feelings are and not blaming things on them or projecting negative feelings onto them. So that conversation is not a failure. It's an opportunity for you to learn and then reframe and do something totally different. So confront your fear of failure. Don't be afraid to try in your marriage because if you don't try, it's not going to work. So if something's not working out or if you guys are in a bad place, try something else and see what works for you because sometimes it takes trying different things to see what works every marriage is not the same so i can't tell you exactly what to do in your marriage that will make it work i don't know i've never met you and i don't know your situation but what i can tell you is that failure in your marriage if you're so afraid of failing you're going to psych yourself up and it's not going to work because you have told yourself that and you know the craziest thing about our minds is that we believe what we tell ourselves so we can set ourselves up for failure people don't even have to be involved in sabotaging us because we can do this ourselves so if you are constantly telling yourself that oh this is not going to work what if this happens what if this happens what if that happens then you are subconsciously setting yourself up for these things to happen and you're sabotaging your marriage and you're sabotaging yourself so that's why it's important to confront your fear of failure head on and then work through these issues. One thing I have found to be very helpful when confronting your fears and thinking about your failures is for you to visualize, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And here's why I say that. Sometimes we have this big idea of, like, you can't get through something. So you know how fear is. Fear is this thing that you feel like, oh my goodness, if this happened, this is the end, my life is over. So to you, it's this huge, scary place to be. If something happens so if you think about what's the worst thing that could happen like for instance if your fear is maybe your husband having an affair on you the best thing to do to work through this fear is to think about it like okay what if this happens okay how would you react what are the pro not pros but you know like how would you react what would how would you feel and then after you think about how you would feel how you would react then you think about how would I move past it? You know, I think with fear, it's good to confront it head on. It's like a bully, you know? You know how sometimes bullies will try to intimidate you and scare you and make you think that they're so big and they can take you out? But when you stand up to a bully and you call their bluff, then you realize they're not as bad as you thought they were. Yeah, think about when you are in school and if you had to deal with bullies and how you stood up to them and you caught their bluff, they weren't that big and they weren't that bad and they, what they could do to you wasn't really that much. You were able to stand up to them. But think about fair that way. Fair is a bully. It will try to make you think that you can't do something, you're not worth it. It tries to intimidate you, make you think you wouldn't be able to survive different things. But you can because you are strong and you would get over it and you would get past it and you would be stronger from that experience. So confront your fears head on imagine what would happen and then deal with it we think about how you would react how you would survive how you would move past it because once you start looking at it like that then it's not that scary so you'll be working on your marriage not out of fear but out of a genuine 
desire to want to have a good thriving marriage and not because you're afraid that oh my parents had a divorce I'm going to get one too it'll be like you know what the pros are you know what the cons are you know how you would react if something happened so you work toward making your marriage better with the thought process of I'm going to make my marriage better and here's the thing like your your mind believes whatever it tells you to do your body goes off of what your mind like I've heard people say that um what you think and what you say predicts what happens. So if you're thinking positive and you have a positive and a growth mindset and you're thinking about ways that you're going to improve your marriage, you don't have time to think about all the things that could go wrong or would go wrong and all the doubtful things because you're focused on a solution and you're not focused on the problem. So confront your fears of failure head on. Another thing you have to do is generate your own early reward system. Now, I know some people, sometimes it's difficult to do that because you're so busy working toward a goal until you don't think about, you don't take time to celebrate the small successes. And that's important because in order for you to keep going and to keep growing, you have to be able to celebrate successes. And yes, we know the success is the long-term goal. That is what we're looking at. That's how we want to be successful. That is the success for us. But in between, we need to have small little rewards so that you can remember and remind yourself, like, yeah, this is what I'm working for. Like, for instance, in your marriage, if your goal is to have like a happy, long, successful marriage, then celebrate small things like when you and your husband are able to talk or you and your wife are able to talk and discuss a difficult topic without arguing. That's a success and it's helping you move toward that long, thriving marriage. Celebrate it. Celebrate when instead of you guys putting off spending time together because the kids are there and you can't find anyone to watch them, celebrate when you guys decide on how you're going to spend time together despite the fact that your kids are there that's a small success anything that you do whether it's saving money together or talking together even talking about finances if it's something that your spouse never wanted to do but they do it now that's a success if they never complimented you before even if they compliment you and it's like whack and you're just like what are they talking about but you know they're trying to compliment you it's a success so take small successes because you can't just wait until you reach your goal and be like yeah let's celebrate now no no you have to celebrate in between so that you can continue to motivate yourself and you can continue to thrive and persevere because you know that success is coming it's on its way any day now but celebrate the small things and the small successes it makes life more enjoyable it makes your trip on this journey for a thriving and healthy marriage more fun it makes it possible so celebrate 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 your own small successes now here's the good news even though you may not have been born with grit the great thing about grit is that you can guess it it is something just like anything else in life that can be learned it can be developed so even if you don't have it now it is something that you can develop and apply to not just your marriage, but to your life as well, which will also make you a happier person. And you know what I say about happier people? Happier people have a happier marriage because you are giving your spouse the gift of being the best you that you can be. So grit is something that can be developed. It's something that it can be worked on. It's not something you have to have now, but it's just something that you can develop and work on. Sometimes in marriage, your marriage can look bleak and it can be look sad. It may feel like you have no way out, but if you have grit, then you will not let the challenges of marriage take you out, but instead you will let you will get through it. Marriage is a marathon, it's not a sprint. 
Marriage takes hard marriage takes hard work and it takes dedication. It takes commitment to choose love over adversity. So this is why grit is important for the longevity of your marriage. So today, I encourage you to begin developing grit in your marriage and in your life so that your marriage will be able to withstand the test of time. He was the first man that you ever loved. You thought that he was sent from above. He was everything you thought he should be. Kind and gentle, loving. But then you found out that he didn't love you. You feel so betrayed. A constant price your heart has You thought in your heart that it would last You wanted him to be the one So you ignored things he had done But then you found out that he didn't love you You feel so betrayed A costly price your heart has paid Your heart has paid before I end the podcast, I just want to let you know, guys, that I am super excited to announce that we have a new sponsor for the show, and that sponsor is BetterHelp, and it's Better, B-E-T-T-E-R, and Help, H-E-L-P, and BetterHelp is an online counseling service. Now, since we talk a lot about relationships, we talk a lot about marriage, I know that some of you are having issues with your marriage, and that you're having difficulties in your marriage and so I was thinking like if you're having difficulties the goal of the show is to help you find ways to make your marriage work and find ways to work through things and talk about things and I know that the tips and the things we talk about can be helpful but sometimes you just need to have a professional to talk to to help you and your spouse navigate through these difficult times so guys better help is here to help is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Um, BetterHelp will assess your needs and then they're going to match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And the great thing is like, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a professional counseling done secretly online and securely online. That's the great thing. There is a broad range of expertise available. And the reason I was so excited to partner with BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, 
is because of the fact that they are number one in online counseling when it comes to marriage and when it comes to relationships. And that is the thing that got me. We talk about relationships all the time. And I wanted you guys to have a resource available to you guys that could help you stay in your marriage because that's our goal to help you work through the issues and work through the problems and better help is here to help now it doesn't matter where you are because the service is available for clients worldwide all you can do is log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't even have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy and now you know how it is with the coronavirus and we're all stuck at home anyway i felt like this was the way to go and BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to and i think this is important because every counselor is not for you and it's important for you to be able to find that counselor that you and your spouse both both connect with the counselor that you and your spouse both trust not a counselor where you can trust but your spouse cannot trust but someone that you both can trust so you can be honest as you go through counseling and work through these issues and the great thing about it is that it's affordable now traditional online counseling or offline counseling is not i mean it's affordable but it can be expensive i know one time when um my husband and I were doing counseling. If it had not been for the fact that insurance paid for like 13 sessions, we may not have been able to afford it because it was like 100 bucks an hour. And I know everyone does not have that because of some people may be out of work, you may have kids, it can be expensive. So with better help, they want you to be able to afford to have counseling. And I want you to be able to afford to have counseling. So that is why... BetterHelp makes it affordable. And the great thing about it is if you visit their website and you sign up to get help at BetterHelp and you put in my code, then you can get 10% off of your services with BetterHelp, which I think is great. So what I'm going to do is I am going to put the special offer into the show notes. And you will get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. And I'm going to put the link into the show notes. So you can just click on it. And then you can go there, apply the code, and get 10% off your first month. Guys, we just want to make it so easy for you to work on your marriage until it's not even a problem. So any resource that I can find that is going to benefit you and help you improve your marriage, believe me, I'm going to make sure we get that for you. So that you can have what you need to be successful at working on your marriage. I also want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I feel blessed every single time we talk, every day when I'm going over content or whatever it is I'm doing. I am blessed to have you as listeners. You guys have been amazing. And I know I tell you I love you all the time, but I really do. Like I enjoy time with you. I enjoy spending time with you. I just can't get enough of our times together. So guys, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being such amazing listeners. And I appreciate you spending time with me. I love hanging out with you. It's been awesome. It is awesome always. I have a fantastic time. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I also want to take this time to encourage you to share and to subscribe to the podcast. Um, So if you know anyone who needs grit in their marriage or who this podcast will help, please, by all means, 
share the podcast with them. And I'm also going to put a link where you can go and subscribe to the podcast so that you can continue to get the podcast and it can just come to wherever you listen to podcasts and you don't have to go to my to the website every week or go to the Facebook page every week. You will automatically get it because it will be downloaded to your phone or your laptop. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you will get it every week because you have subscribed to the podcast. So don't forget, share the podcast and subscribe to the podcast. All right, say it with me. Share and subscribe. Share and subscribe. All right, I think you get it. Share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. All right, cool. Well, guys, I think that is all. If you need to contact me, you know where to go. Go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page, and I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. The handle there is at the Music and Vibes Podcast. And it will take you to the Facebook page if you go to Facebook. And you can message me. You can leave them something in the content. Con- you can leave something in the notes. Or you can just um, watch episodes of the podcast there. I'm also on Instagram. And the handle there is at Music and Vibes Podcast. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Don't worry about anything. Or you could just go to our trusty website, which is www.musicandvibes.com. And you can get in contact with us there. All right. Well, guys, I think that is it. I love you. Thank you for hanging out with me. And until next week, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Oh,